So imagine you're at an airport, okay? Just like any other time you'd be at an airport, and then you're about to go take off. You go onto your plane, and then you see about six, roughly six Boeing 737s a few hundred feet away from you. And the flight attendant's coming up the aisle. And as you look out the window before the plane's about to take off, you ask the flight attendant, excuse me, which company do those planes belong to? Because I don't see any name or anything like that on those planes. The flight attendant looks out the window and then looks back at you and says, sorry, sir or ma'am, I don't see any planes there. What the hell is that? So it's either one of two things. Either they're pretending not to see it or you're going through something mentally. And I'm serious about either one of the two. And then as you inquire further and you start doing a little more research, you find out that it belongs to a company or a name called Janet, which has a few different meanings. Extremely mysterious. It's something you shouldn't even know about. Okay. And this has been kept a secret for the longest time up until very recently. Now, what's interesting about this is that this has fueled legitimate theories because there has been witness there have been witnesses and sightings to many different things regarding this airline now the question then becomes what the hell does janet mean okay that's what the question becomes because at the end of the day you can look at it and speculate as much as you like but there get there comes to a point where it's like listen what is this it stands for one of two things the first one is joint air network for employee transportation that's the sugar-coated you know nice little name the real acronym is just another non-existent terminal okay so janet airlines excuse me janet airlines is said to be an airline controlled by the united states air force and so controlled that the flight attendants on this airline have top secret security clearance. That's how insane it is. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because supposedly Janet Airlines carries anywhere from 1,500 to 3,000 people to and from Area 51 and the Los Alamos area every single day. We're talking military personnel. We're talking scientists. We're talking propaganda people, believe it or not. And we're talking about biologists, doctors, you name it. Anything they need, people are on that plane. Now, bear with me as I say this because there's some things that people have witnessed which are a little bit interesting, but the windows on the plane are always closed. That's a fact. Everyone knows that. However, people have witnessed from a distance humans or seemingly humans that are extremely large in height, probably anywhere from 8 to 12 feet, boarding this plane from a very distant terminal now it would be one thing if there was like two or three or maybe even close to 10 people saying they saw this but when there's close to three four five hundred people claiming they've witnessed these types of people boarding this plane all the time it kind of makes you think of something like the men in black movie where when you go into their agency or their headquarters they're walking around all these different creatures and these different non-humans like it's nothing okay so the interesting thing about all this is that this is an extremely top secret airline 
And this airline, believe it or not, not only operates between going from Area 51 in the Los Alamos area back to the Las Vegas airport, but it also operates going from the Las Vegas airport to Antarctica, which is also very interesting. Now, the reason why I say that is because there's something called the Antarctic Treaty, which I very recently did an episode on. All the countries around the world, essentially all the major countries, signed a treaty that agreed they would not go to Antarctica. And if they were going to do some type of expedition or investigation, they would announce it to the Antarctic Committee. First off, it's very hard to get a bunch of countries, big or small, to agree on stuff. But ironically, ironically, the Antarctic Treaty is something that all of a sudden everyone agrees on. So clearly, world leaders know something that's going on there that they don't want us to know. Area 51 is one thing. Because it's had a whole kind of mystery behind it for years. I mean, there was a point where NASA accidentally said and confirmed the existence of Area 51 back in the 70s, I believe, late 70s. And the CIA got pissed off because they didn't want NASA to confirm it. Well, I mean, at this point in time, we have Google Earth, so we can kind of see that now, right? And if it was blocked out on Google Earth, it'd make it even more mysterious. So at this point, they kind of let it go. With that being said, that's one thing. But why Antarctica? Clearly, something is going on here. Now, with that being said, there's been speculation that that there have been secret bases in Antarctica, secret prisons, and things like this. Now, I don't want to jump into it too much because I just covered that, like, I think a week, week and a half ago on an episode. So, what I want to discuss, though, is a couple of different articles. One of them is from AircraftInteriorsInternational.com, which is very interesting because, and I quote, This airline would be operated by the ACOM or AECOM company at the service of the American Air Force, according to experts. It would have at least six Boeing 737s and a small fleet of Beechcraft aircraft in addition to that. They have a white color and a red stripe along the entire fuselage. You can see them taking off and landing at Las Vegas International Airport daily, where where they have an exclusive terminal that performs all, all of their operations. End quote. What's even more mysterious, and ironically, this article doesn't mention it, is that you never see these people walking in to the terminal. Even if the terminal's private, no one has ever seen any type of doorway or gateway into this terminal, which then begs another question. Are they entering from some type of underground tunnel? And I know this sounds like something out of a movie, folks. I know this sounds something very unrealistic, and you might look at me and say, what what are you, crazy? But... All you got to do is type in Janet Airlines and there's more than enough articles to substantiate this and ascertain the veracity of what I'm claiming. You can look up and find all the people that have claimed to have witnessed these so-called very big humans boarding, which is insane. I mean, just let me just talk about that for a second. I know in your mind, it might not seem like much, but say the average person weighs five and a half feet, something like this. Even six feet. Okay? Seven feet. If you if you are seven feet tall, that's like, holy crap, this guy's a giant. Anything above seven feet is like, genetically, you're very unique. Anything above eight feet, it's like, I don't believe it. Or it's like, come on, he's not human. Let's just say the tallest man in the world, let's just say he holds the record for, I don't know. 10, 11 feet tall, let's just say. How many people in the world do you think hold that record? I would say a handful at most. 
if that. Now let's talk about going into the 12 to 15 foot range. Because you have to remember, when you're looking at someone very tall from a vast distance, particularly when you're in one terminal and you're seeing people in another terminal separately entirely, and a decent distance from you, but just enough where if you have decent eyesight, you can see. The people from a distance, or the so-called people boarding this plane with other much smaller, what look like regular-sized humans, look like, say, 10 to 12 feet from where you're standing because of the distance and the perception of your eyesight. But what you're really looking at is someone who's probably 13, 14, 15, even 16, 17 feet tall. Okay, and unfortunately, there's not much evidence other than the eyewitness accounts to back this up. But then again, you don't see those tall people walking into a private terminal. I mean, the Las Vegas airport is not particularly a a private airport per se. I mean, airports are meant to be public and, and very transparent so everyone can see what's going on. And if there's a problem, it could be handled with immediately. So how do you camouflage and blend in a secret terminal inside of a very populated public airport. Well, above ground you can't, but below ground, it's a very different story entirely. Okay, so the interesting thing too is that, again, according to aircraftinteriorsinternational.com, Janet Airlines combines two aspects of US intelligence which have been very little or seldom investigated, says Joseph Fitzanicus, professor of intelligence and national security studies of the Coastal Carolina University of South Carolina. And he says, and I quote, on the one hand, there's the logistics part. A large part of the intelligence force in the United States can be attributed to the power of its logistics. And I'm referring to those who are dedicated to transporting personnel, making communications secure, or installing safe houses and or underground bases all over the world. Again, according to Fitzanicus, and I quote, Janet Airlines is part of the logistics infrastructure of U.S. intelligence services. And so far, it has not been studied in depth. Okay, now, a qu another interesting aspect of Janet Airlines is that as far as we know, it has only one mission which is to transport personnel from the Las Vegas airport to the Nevada test grounds, which are under the supervision of the United States Department of Energy, which I honestly believe is not even under the Department of Energy. It's under a completely different department, one that probably doesn't even exist, along the same lines that Janet officially doesn't exist either. Okay, now what's interesting too is that all of these articles seem to have been censored in some way. It seems like someone or the editor or the publisher knew they had certain lines or certain certain lines they could not cross. And I say this because every article that was initially written years ago about Janet Airlines that talked about them flying to Antarctica, all of a sudden is gone. They can talk about how they fly to Area 51, but never to Antarctica, which makes you think this is another massive cover-up. With that being said... Assuming, going off the credibility that these planes also head to Antarctica, what type of material must this plane be made out of in order to resist the type of weather conditions? That's another question and another almost like subtopic entirely. Is the, is, is the plane itself, are the Janet Airlines planes, the supposed non-existent airplanes, made up of certain materials 
that are far more advanced than what we have on our com regular commercial planes now are the planes made up of material that could withstand our very extreme weather conditions in Antarctica, but they're just painted on and they're sugar-coated and, and designed in a way that blends in with the rest of the planes? Probably. There's been some speculation that these planes inhabit uh, or have the very limited zero-point energy capabilities or technologies that enable zero-point energy in the case of some type of emergency. I mean, the windows of the plane are always shut. I mean, God knows if they even have windows on that plane. Maybe it just appears to be on the front end. And so I'm not trying to create a conspiracy about what's inside the plane. All I'm saying is that this is a very suspicious airline. Between the sightings of abnormally large humanoid figures boarding this plane, between there being no terminal that they see these so-called personnel walk into so they could board the plane, and between the trips to and from Antarctica, it's a little bit fishy. I mean, I would say a little, I'm just being sarcastic, it's far more than just a bit fishy. The only thing that these reputable news sources, which I put the articles in the description if you're watching on YouTube, have been able to verify is that they fly to and from Las Vegas airport, <coughs> excuse me, to Area 51 and back. That's all we've been able to verify. Like, that's it. I mean, Bob Lazar, if you believe what he, his story has said that he flew, uh, flew on some of those planes and he re didn't really want to talk about other people on those planes because of how classified it was. And again, he's a whistleblower. He's essentially broken his, his oath of silence, so to speak. But there are certain things he still to this day refuses to speak about just because I, I would imagine respectfully he probably fears for his life assuming his story is true. He doesn't want to get into too much trouble. He knows there's a certain line he can't cross when he's speaking publicly, a line that he's kind of drawn for himself, right? So I want you guys to let me know what you think because, again, it's pretty clear this is an intelligence-based airline, okay, operating under the guise of, you know, the CIA or something like this, and they're using the Department of Energy as a way to kind of silence everyone who is not supposed to know anything. But again, it's very mysterious, very mysterious. I do want to mention very quickly that it's been said as well that Vladimir Putin has established a secret Russian base in the Antarctic and a lot of the people that end up being kidnapped or that are political opponents that do not end up dead end up being taken to this Russian prison. Okay, and I know you may say, what does that have to do with Janet Airlines? Well, it could just verify that if there's a Russian prison in Antarctica or a base of some sort, then if Russia's got one there, I certainly wouldn't rule out the fact that the U.S. has one there or multiple there as well. And again, then you look at the Antarctic Treaty and you go, okay, what the hell? How can they all agree on this and they can't agree? No, all the other nations, I've never seen so many nations sign on to a treaty like the Antarctic Treaty. That's all I'm saying. You can take that as you see fit because I don't want to influence you as the viewer listener in one way or the other. But I've never seen so many nations sign on to the Antarctic Treaty like I've seen this one. It's like everything else they can't agree on, but Antarctica, it's like, yeah, no problem. Here, we'll, we'll sign on the dotted. You tell us where to sign. No problem. So <laughs> it makes you think, right? Let me know what you guys think, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.